Good afternoon and welcome to the Daily with Silstein through Anchor FM, where we also present the Coffee Chronicles. Happy Thursday. I hope everyone's having a great day. Now, um, I am going to start off today by the introduction. I hope everyone's having a fantastic start to the day. I've been trying to record this show and I tried last week and I had issues and I'm still having issues today. So my apologies. I hope I'm able to make this show. I don't know what the issue has been. Uh, the problem has been, but every time I try to record, there's some type of technical problem. So my apologies. But I'm going to start off today with the assignment I had given for week 32, which was Wednesday writing class. And this was to create a new craft with found objects from home. The idea was to share your enthusiasm, as Amy Peters put it on this page, for repurposing found objects to create something new and wonderful and best of all, inexpensive. Whether your medium is bottle caps, popsicle sticks, rubber bands, uh, break down your artwork into the simplest steps so that any reader can replicate your genius invention. As before, create you can create a materials list, a numbers list, a diagram, but don't get car- carried away with the artwork. The idea was to tell rather than show what someone would need to do to create this craft. So. What I did is I wanted to work on something from home. I'm not very crafty, I'm better at writing, I'll admit that, but I had to push myself for this and I I did um, ask my 11 year old daughter for some advice and what I did is I, you know, I see that she creates a lot of things. She loves art, all my kids do, from my oldest Paul to my middle son Michael and then, you know, uh, my youngest uh, Connie or Consuelo and uh, I decided to work on a little bit of pebbles, which were like pet rocks. And, uh, and then she told me to use, I could use the uh, color paint or spray paint and, and some glitter. So I decided to go ahead and do that. And, uh, and then I bought some googly eyes that she had suggested, which we had at home as well. Because I didn't want to go out and buy anything. I wanted the stuff to be from home. But it doesn't matter if you decided to do it a different way. So this is what I wrote. So my materials were googly eyes, spray paint, glitter, and uh, and and of course a, mar- a sharpie marker because I you know to add the mouth uh, or the other uh, features to the face. So here we go. And this is what I wrote. And it's not perfect. So how to create a pet rock. First of all, if you're like me, who isn't crafty, I decided to outline what I wanted to do. So I wrote my outline of what I wanted to say. Then I grabbed my pebble that I found from home and the small pebble, I added a few small pebbles and then I wanted to figure out what I wanted them to look like. Once I decided that, Then I went ahead and added the glitter, the googly eyes, and then I painted them. I used spray paint for some, and for some I used uh, marker and uh, water paint, or uh, watercolors, sorry. And this is the way I created my um, rock. So the way, that's the draft of it. It's kind of mixed up and kind of sounds all jarrable, so let me start again. So I'm telling rather than showing. How to create your own pet rock by Sylvia Stein. First of all, 
grab the rock or pebbles that you will be using. Next, select the type of rock or size that you want to create it in. Then you add the paint, then you add the eyes, and then you can add the rest of the features. It's not a perfect paragraph, it just kind of gives you an idea, but it replicates for the first step. You could also say, the first step is grab your materials that you will need to create your pet rock. Second, after all materials are put on the table, then you begin to create your pet rock. For example, grab your pebble or rock. Next step, grab the googly eyes. Make sure they are assembled in the same uh, height as your rock. If you have a larger rock, you would need a bigger eye. If it's a smaller rock, then you would try to use the smaller eye. They do come in different sizes. Next, you grab the spray paint and paint or color or water colors. And then you can add other features like glitter. And then you realize at the end that you have your own pet rock. So this was a little challenging to give directions because you have to go first step, but you could also say, first what I did is, next what I did is, and then and then you go from there. And you and uh, that that's the idea anyway. My paragraph isn't perfect. Like I said, this was a new thing to create something, a craft. But let's say you're doing something else like creating masks. Um, I know that a lot of people know how to create masks from home, especially with the pandemic and stuff. And you want to use, you know, the different types of masks that they have. They sell some at Walmart that they already have and you just add the design. But a lot of people create masks from home from using different materials. So there's a lot of things that now people have been able to create. My daughter, when she creates stuff, she makes it look really easy. So does her bestie Lillian when they create stuff, like they wanna do, you know, stuff for hair, like, uh, you know, and, and they buy, they'll buy the material or, or uh, cut up uh, old cloths that they don't use and they create their own stuff. It, it's just, it's just amazing what people can do. There, I know people that have uh, colored their beer, uh, sorry, their because uh, it says beer bottle caps, but you can use soda bottle caps or their different bottle caps, and they've created and decorated them and, and done a lot with it. There's also people that have created regular rocks and painted them and done like a whole, you know, things with stones that they've been able to deliver. My mother-in-law has created some uh, my uh, on our family side uh, one of my husband's cousins she has a whole website on on you know creating rocks and delivering them around the city and helping around and especially in Michigan so there's a lot of things that a lot of us have that are crafty that we can do so I hope that this helps you as far as trying to create a craft this wasn't the best assignment for me but the whole point was to tell rather than show so uh, like I said, as long as you have a set order, like the first thing I did was grab my materials. The next step was, and then you go from there. And that's the idea anyway. So this was the, this was a little harder to write, but you know, hopefully I'll get better with, uh, as I go, as far as I, I know how to write fictional pieces 
when I have to put a stuff together in a step-by-step form, that's a little bit more challenging, but I hope you get the idea. And we'll be right back to start with week 38. I hope you've enjoyed that Wednesday writing class. Thank you. We'll be right back with The Daily Whistle Stein through Anchor FM. Welcome back to The Daily with Silstein through Anchor FM, which also presents The Coffee Chronicles. And don't forget to join me tomorrow morning. I will have a segment for The Daily with Silstein presents The Coffee Chronicles, where I will share about uh, more uh, books that I recommend for the, because of Halloween and the different horror writers that uh, I recommend for you. I did a live where I talked about you know, Ruth Ware, which I had recommended with Donna Travato. And, the, and then I also mentioned Jeff Brown, A.J. Brown and uh, Stephen King and, of course, Laurie Fontanes. And there's many others um, that I will recommend more books tomorrow. So don't forget to join me for the Daily Whistlestein through Anchor. Sorry about that. I had an interruption. When the phone rings and I'm on my phone, the the recording will stop. So don't forget to join me for the Daily Whistle Stein through Anchor FM presents the Coffee Chronicles tomorrow. I will have a show um, recommending more books for this Halloween and, of course, coffee because it all begins with coffee. So no worries about that. And now I'm going to move on to week 38 using the book by author Amy Peters, the writer's devotional. 365 inspirational exercises, ideas, tips, and motivations on writing. We're going to go to week 38, and I'm going to cover, for this week, I'm only going to cover Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday again. That's what I'm going to cover today for today's show. Uh, And then hopefully I'll be back with the next segment, which will be uh, the second half of uh, of the week 38, which will be editing... Uh, biography, books to read, and Sunday writing prompt. But for today, I'm only doing um, a second here. If I ever get there, it's taking me real long to get all this ready. And I, I always think I'm prepared and I'm not. So my apologies. Hope you're having a happy Thursday. It's just been really hectic late, lately. Really good. It's just very hectic. Um, Monday, Writers on Writing, Tuesday, Motivation, and Wednesday, Writing Class. That's what I'm going to cover today. So let's move on to Monday, Writers on Writing, using Week 38. Now, I hope you get a copy of this book. It's to hone your writing skills, especially with National Novel Month coming up, NaNoWriMo. I am going to do a show on that. Um, Maybe, um, I think I'm going to start on that. Um, possibly at next week sometime before November and then at, and then when it starts. Um, and I hope that you, you listen to those shows. You'll hear my, uh, my points on it and how I started and, you know, my thoughts on National Novel Month and, uh, and, and all of that stuff you'll get to hear. Um, but I hope that you'll check it out and that'll come next week. 
So today, and I hope you check out the book by Amy Peters, The Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. Now, Monday Writers on Writing. This is a quote by James A. Missioner. I have never thought of myself as a good writer. Anyone who wants reassurance of that should read one of my first drafts. But I'm one of the world's greatest rewriters. I find that three or four readings are required to comb out the cliches, line up pronouns with their antecedents, and ensure agreement and number between subject and verbs. So let me read what it says. Some writers hear the word rewrite and head for the hills. It can't be emphasized often enough that revision does not equal punishment. Just as a chef, sorry, just as a chef continues to refine a recipe or a gardener continues to prune her shrubs, a writer should take pleasure in the challenge of reworking a piece. American author James Missioner, author of more than 40 novels, many of them bestsellers, would spend as many as 15 hours a day working on his writing. The majority of this time was spent revising rather than doing the original writing. As he put it, you write the first draft really to see how it's going to come out. He believed that the first draft is like the framework of a house. It shows the skeletal outline, but not the final outcome. As a house is being built, carpenters take the framework and form a house, complete with doors, windows, and other features. Likewise, Mike Missioner takes a first draft and uses it, uses it as a framework to create a final or a finished piece. And I have to say I agree with that. I have come more into that uh, knowledge more than ever in the last few years, especially. I think I've become a stronger writer than when I first started. Now, I, as I've talked about it before, I started writing uh, back in, I think it was two, 20, uh, 2010, right after I had my daughter. And I joined a writer's group around 2011. Then we published uh, my first anthology in 2013. And I did a couple of anthologies from 2013, 2014. And then I wrote uh, in, in, I think, 2015. But I also wrote my first novel in 2014, published it. And then from there, it evolved 2015, 2017. I've had three solo books. And now I'm working on my thriller uh, but I definitely feel that this way as well, that when you read my first drafts, there is a lot that you need that is left to be desired. Like there's more that I could have done. And 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 I slowly learned that through critiques, um, you know, what I needed to change and what I needed to work on. And, and that's exactly it. You perfect and you, you know, you don't head for the hills. I know it's hard to sometimes take criticism, but... I've learned to grow a thick skin. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a writer uh, or an author. But you have to take it with a grain of salt. As long as the advice is constructive, because I do believe that advice should be given to be constructive, to help you. If they're not going to like your piece, they could at least tell you why they don't like it and explain it. I don't feel, in my opinion, it's right to just say, well, I just don't like it. Maybe for them, but they should tell you exactly what what it is that they don't like or what it is that they see that is wrong. And this is why editing and and going back and rewriting 
is a is a very big big piece of it. This is what's happened to me with my thriller. I started this back in I want to say 2012 and the idea came to me in 2010 to yeah, a little bit after 2009, 2010 right after my daughter was born. I started kind of setting up an idea in 2012 and I just recently wrote another revision of it. So it's taken me quite more than a few years to perfect my thriller. And I finally sent it to my editor and I'm hoping next year it will be published. But like I said, you know, it, it, it's a process. And uh, just like they talk about chefs and their recipes and gardeners, you know, with, their, you know, working on their shrubs or, or a mechanic trying to perfect, uh, you know, uh, you know, when they're working on either a car or my, like my husband is an HVAC tech and trying to pinpoint the problem of what the unit of, of that customer is doing or like they mentioned the 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 person building a house and you build the framework and it's up to you know like the like the author uh James Missioner you know he described it as a first draft is like a framework of some like of a house and then you have others like uh, carpenters and other people that are going to build your house for you from that framework so yeah it makes perfect sense like that so I do I definitely agree with that um, can you, can you turn, can you close the door? Cause I'm doing a show right now. Sorry, my daughter. And now, uh, and I hope that helps it. And, uh, we'll be right back on Monday writers on writing. And, uh, and if you, uh, I'll, I'll review more of, of what I just said. Sorry. I don't mean to jumble. Um, like I said, so Monday writers on writing, you know, we have to look at it on both angles. And I think the advice that J- James A. Missioner gives is pretty good so and i hope that uh that has helped and we'll be right back with tuesday motivation thank you for joining me here on the daily whistle stein through anchor fm Welcome back to The Daily with Sil Stein through Anchor FM, where we're talking about the book by author Amy Peters, The Writer's Devotional, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips, and Motivations on Writing. And now we're going on to Week 38, Tuesday Motivation. We just talked about Monday Writers on Writing. This quote is by novelist Will Self, and it says, Always carry a notebook, and I mean always, the short-term memory only retains information for three minutes. Unless it is committed to paper, you can lose an idea forever. Novelist Will Soap isn't exaggerating. Short-term memory remains, sorry, retains information for a maximum of three minutes. More commonly, ideas slip in and out of the mind in a minute or less. Sometimes ideas can vanish from your consciousness within seconds. Ideas can and do surface at any time, and sometimes at the most inopportune moments. 
She goes on to write, Chopping onions when the next great thought arrives. Put down your knife, pick up a pen, and jot it down. A stroke of brilliance arrives while you're en route to the store. When you stop at a red light or pull into the parking lot, take a moment to write it down. I would go with, after you park your car, write it down. Record your thoughts on the memo pad in your smartphone or buy a small notebook. One that could fit easily inside a pocket and make it your best friend. Carry it with you whenever you leave the house. Keep it close by while you are writing so any ideas can be quickly written down before you continue with your writing. Don't wait to write down your ideas and observations. These thoughts are fleeting and should be written down as they occur. You can also keep this notebook by the side of your bed. When you wake up in the morning, record any thoughts that may have come to you in your dreams. Many writers find inspiration from their dreams. And I will go with that. Uh, basically, there's authors that, uh, for example, Stephanie Meyer, who wrote The Twilight Saga, she had dreams about uh, about her books, and she started jotting them down, and she created a great series uh, and very popular series. And I think she just wrote a, uh, after many years, wrote... Her new one with from the perspective of one of the main characters of, of the book uh, and uh, and you know so you know there's many books and many authors out there that have written books through dreams that you know come to them or maybe you have a thought it's like I've had thoughts and I've had to write it down there's many of these great authors that have written down their stuff because they've had a dream about it or thought about it and write it down or jot down a title. That's how I went with one of my books. I thought of a title, then I had a dream about it, and I just wrote it down, and then it went from there. Everyone, you know, sometimes you get these ideas, and the thoughts are there, but you don't have a notebook or anything to write with. Now you have your phone, your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or Android phone. You could record from a memo and, and have it so you don't forget it. So, That, uh, that is very important. And like I said, you know, Stephanie Meyer wrote all of her uh, books through dreams. Recently, she wrote her latest book. Give me a second. Whether you, you know, you, it's very popular among uh, a lot of people that, you know, love the Twilight Saga, Bella and Edward. And then, of course, We have now, Stephanie Meyer wrote the, the latest book from her official site, The Midnight Sun. She just released it this year. And this is all from the perspective of Edward. Um, and you know, this, this comes from uh, his perspective of what happened. And this was released in 2020. Um, so there's a lot of bad things that have happened in 2020 with the pandemic. But as far as uh, Twilight Saga is concerned, for fans of the series and of Stephanie Meyer, she wrote her book from the perspective of Edward Cullen. So uh, if you have not gotten your copy, um, if you're a big fan of the Twilight Saga, uh, be, please write that. But I know that when she wrote the Twilight Saga, I remember her talking about having dreams and she jotted them down and woke up in the middle of the night and she had babies at the time. Her children were babies at the time and she was, uh, 
waking up and jotting down ideas. So that's one example of, of, of good ideas turning into a, a very big deal. And in this case, the Twilight Saga was and is a, a very big deal. There's a lot of people that are big fans of all of the characters and uh, Bella and Edward and the movies were a big success and and, and so forth. So uh, there you have it. I just wanted to give that Tuesday motivation. So hopefully you'll jot things down and we'll be right back with Wednesday writing class to wrap up today's show. And thank you for joining me here on the Daily with Silstein through Anchor FM using the book by Amy Peters, the writer's devotional, 365 inspirational exercises, ideas, tips, and motivations on writing. We'll be right back. And now we're back to the Daily with Silstein through Anchor FM. Uh, We're here with the wrap-up of Wednesday writing class using the book by author Amy Peters, the writer's devotional, 365 inspirational exercises, ideas, tips, and motivations on writing. Now we're going to go with writing class. All right. I'm going to go with... Let's see here. Give me one second. Let's see. And we're going to go with... Okay. Thought I already had it here. Okay. All right. So here it says for week 40, write a five line. Sorry. Week 38. Sorry. I don't know why I said that. Week 38, Wednesday writing class. Write a five line limerick about your next door neighbor. Remember lines one, two, and five should rhyme with one another and typically contain Seven to ten syllables. Line three and four are shorter. Five to seven syllables and also rhymes. So let me give you an example of a limerick. So this way we know what we're doing here. Because even I, I, I write poetry but uh, sometimes, but I'm not familiar, too familiar with what a limerick is. Okay, let's see. Okay, is a definition of a limerick. A limerick is a poem that consists of five lines in a single stanza with a rhyme scheme of A-A-B-B-A. So let's give an example of one. I'll give a very, uh, a kid's limerick. So that way you don't have to think it has to be that extravagant. There was an old, let's see that, let's see. Let's see. There was an old man with a beard who said, It is just as I feared. Two owls and a hen, four larks and a wren have all built their nest in my beard. So that's an example of one. And then let's read another one. Okay, let's see. Let's uh, read another one. Trick or treat, this is a good one. Walking up the garden path, I spy a yummy sweet. Halloween is here again. Knock, knock, trick or treat.
And welcome back to the Daily with Silstein through Anchor FM. This is the wrap-up. My phone rang, so the, the phone stopped, so my apologies. Now, there, another example of the rules of a limerick poem is like nursery rhymes, like hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one, the mouse ran down, hickory dickory dock. Rule number one, limericks are almost always five lines long. Rule number two, the first four lines rhyme with the line previous to it. So they all rhyme like hickory dickory dock, the mouse ran up the clock. See how, how dock and clock rhyme. And then it says um, the first, second, and fifth lines rhyme with each other and have the same number of syllables, typically eight or nine syllables. And the third and fourth lines rhyme with each other and have the same number of syllables, typically, uh, typically five or six. The clock struck one, the mouse ran down, hickory dickory dock. So limericks often start with the there was once a or there was a. The last line usually rhymes with the first line or shares the same ending word of that line. So I will have an example of a writing class when I do my next show for the for the Daily Whistle Stein through Anchor FM that talks about the book uh, by author Amy Peters, 365 Inspirational Exercises, Ideas, Tips and Motivations on Writing. And thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, the other announcements are that I'm working towards making more shows for the Daily with Solstein through Anchor FM and also presents the Coffee Chronicles on Anchor FM, also on the different platforms that we have. Make sure to download the episodes. Uh, you can follow it on my profile. You see all the platforms that you can download from. Also, if you want to support the podcast, it tells you there on the platform for, for the Daily with Solstein through Anchor FM. Thank you for the downloads. Thank you for the support. I hope you'll continue to follow me also at the Daily with Solstein through Instagram. Um, I am adding more content soon. I'll do more lives as well. And also hashtag the Daily with Solstein through Instagram as well. Um, so I hope that you'll join me again for another episode. Don't forget to join me tomorrow for the Daily with Solstein presents the Coffee Chronicles. Well, I'll be talking about coffee, of course and books, and I'm going to be recommending more Halloween books. So I hope that you all have a great and fantastic Thursday. And thank you again for another wonderful afternoon. I hope you enjoyed today's show and check out the rest of the shows that I have on the Daily with Solstein uh, through Anchor FM and also the Daily with Solstein, which also presents the Coffee Chronicles. Have a great and happy afternoon. Thank you for joining me.